What's up, skeptics? I'm your host, Zoe McDaniel, and you're listening to Professional Skepticism. We're back, bitches. We're back. <laughs> um, so today I have my good old friend Mandy, Amanda, whatever you want to call her. Mandy, please. Mandy. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> is dead. <laughs> when I met you, you did not want to be Mandy. And then me and Julianne just kind of like forced Mandy upon you. Actually, it was like kind of Carlos that started it. started it. And then... You guys kind of picked it up, and I was like, okay. And then after I broke up with whoever, I was like, I need to reinvent myself. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, like, we would call, like, Julianne Julie, or, like, Juju, Juju. and then my name is already short, so we just call it, like, Zozo or whatever, and then it was nobody call you Zozo. (laughs) Hey, Zo. Ew, stop. That's on my ick list. (laughs) I was showing people my ick list at the swamp party. (laughs) Okay, so today we are not talking about, like, a specific episode topic. I had a topic prepared, but I decided that I wanted to do some more research on it. Um, Like, I bought a book, so I'm going to read that book this week, and then we'll do that topic next week. But today's topic is, I guess, like, my own personal experiences since... The autobiography was when you write it about yourself? I think so. Okay, yes. So I guess my autobiography, I think, is what we're talking about today. So I just, in general, have not been doing great mental health-wise. Can I get a woot, 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 woot? (laughs) And so I'm sure some of you guys have noticed that. Like, I've taken two weeks off from the podcast. It took a week off, like, a month and a half ago. And... I just figured, like, let's talk about it. I was talking to my friend Nicoletti about everything going on, and she was like, you should share your story because somebody might resonate with it. And I was like, you know, that's probably true because going through, like, the weird random things I've been going through, I've been feeling very alone because it's, like, a weird experience that I don't think I have a lot of friends that, like, relate necessarily to some of the things I've been going through. So. If I can share my story and someone can, like, feel a little bit of resonance with it, then, like, that would be awesome. Um, Because I feel like right now I'm kind of past it. Like, I feel like I'm on the up and I'm in a better place. So. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Um, Where should I start? I guess with. It all happened at conception. Okay, yeah. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now, ladies. Yeah. Don't make me break this thing down for nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see you on your baddest behavior. Yeah. Lend me some sugar. I am your neighbor. I don't know that song. Shake it. Yes, you do. Do it. Hey, uh, y'all. Oh, How do you, what? (laughs) I don't know all the words to that song. I just know the chorus. Wow. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So let's start with why I want to be a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like way back. Okay. So 
I started listening to podcasts when I was 18, I think. Crime Junkie. Crime Junkie. I think it was around like 19. I was like, I love this. This is so cool. Crime Junkie was definitely my like first podcast. And I was like, holy shit, Ashley Flowers is so badass. Like, I think her story was that she worked at like a software boutique firm and then just started like she always loved true crime like growing up. And then she just started doing the podcast. On her own, I think she even started with, like, maybe a little, like, weekly radio show or something, if I remember correctly. And then, well, she did it with Brit, but, like, they just started doing that. And, oh, I just touched my really soggy tattoo. Why did I do that? Is it, like, plasma ink? It's, it's just got the aquaphor all over <laughs> it, and I just, like, grabbed it. Um, yeah, so she started the podcast, and now she has, like, her own podcast network and, like, literally probably, like, 35 fucking podcasts on it. And I was like, what a boss bitch. Like, what a bad bitch lady. Girl boss. All those fun words. And, yeah, so I always wanted to do a podcast, but I felt like I wanted to do something in the realm of, like, true crime, paranormal, but I didn't want to do those specific topics because it's very oversaturated, as we all know. Um, I started listening to Morbid, and and that's why we drink. And those really inspired me. I feel like those are more of, like, the vibe I go for. Um, I think Crime Junkies is, like, Crime Junkies takes things very seriously, as they should. Like, that's, they're talking about murder and mi- missing people and stuff. So I feel like that's appropriate. But I do like that, like, these other podcasts kind of bring a lighthearted tone to things, and, like, you can laugh a little bit along the way. Like, there's not really, like, a time to, like, crack a smile listening to crime junkies so i mean unless something good happens you know or like they donate some money you're like yay or brit does something really annoying yeah <laughs> and you're like oh my god bro shut up <laughs> <laughs> you can always hear in ashley's voice when she's like annoyed that brit said something stupid <laughs> <laughs> the worst co-host <laughs> good woman the worst oh co-host. my god yeah yeah for sure so Yeah, I was just like, I want to do something that's like a little bit fun, a little bit like brings light and conversation about things that need to be talked about, but also like pokes fun. Like we all know I bullied the shit out of bully, bully, Billy McFarland in the first episode because he's just a big dummy. Okay. Like whatever. Um, but like for more serious things, like I don't know. I just wanted to be able to have a podcast and talk about things I want to talk about. And in doing so, I like overthink everything because that's just who I am. I overthink everything. <laughs> You're like coming in my room like, is this okay? Like, do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do this? And I'm like, girl, take a break. <sighs> yeah. I like, I get really, um, in this world of like political correctness, I think it's appropriate. I think that like we need to be politically correct in some places, but I think like TikTok and the internet and a lot of different outlets make it difficult for people to learn about things in a way that makes it conducive to everyone in the environment doing that. And what I mean is like, um, for example, like maybe you say something that you don't even know is inappropriate. And then people on the internet like come for you and cancel you and shame you or whatever. That doesn't make the person who said the wrong thing, like, want to 
change or learn like it just makes them feel bad so it's like we're in this era of like trying to like accept everybody for who they are and like you know have a very inclusive space but then there's these like scary internet warriors that like will ostracize you if you don't get it right and it's like how are people supposed to learn things if you're going to like bully them into learning it it's kind of the same concept as like not being politically correct in the first place so yeah, I feel that because it's like it's like so stressful to have to worry about and like monitor and censor yourself for things that like you want to say. I mean, obviously things that are like racist, homophobic, et cetera, that are like obviously not OK to say. We don't want to say those things. But like like I just think of like comedians, they don't have like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, they don't censor themselves. And I appreciate that about a lot of comedians because they they don't give a fuck. As to whether they offend people or not. And I think that's just like, sometimes that's just what we have to do as like creators and artists and whatever you want to title yourself as, because, or else you're just going to be stressed the entire time wondering if you're pleasing this group of people and that group of people. I really like that point that you brought up about comedians, because like I hadn't really thought about that. And I feel like it's probably a rough time to be a comedian right now because of the way that people are. Um, especially the places we go to you see how like we even give them looks for certain things and it's just like they're just being a comedian but like what they really said genuinely isn't that bad and they're just doing it for laughs to try and break the the barrier between our like sticks up our ass or being political justice warriors yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're so right yeah and what's i feel like what happens too is like sometimes there are people that say fucked up shit that need to be called out but at the end of the day like calling someone out doesn't really they're not going to take accountability unless they want to and I feel like a lot of times we're calling out people that are good people like genuine good people that like really mean well and they don't want to say something offensive or they don't mean any offense and they literally are just unaware of like maybe the right terminology to say like or you know I don't know, like, I just recently learned that we call people little people instead of the M word. The M word. And I didn't know that, like, I I know now, I knew that, like, I've known for, like, a while now, but, like, that was, like, that's a recent example of one that I learned that I was, like, I didn't even know that that's a slur. And so it's stuff like that where, like, people maybe, like, just don't know and then, like, they might say or do something and the internet is a ruthless fucking place and people just, like, come for you and it's like no like maybe just say like hey that's not the right terminology and I get it like we have the internet now there's a lot of things that you can look up on the internet and I understand that philosophy of like you know you have the internet so you should know better but like maybe people don't know the right things to look up also there's a lot of misinformation on the internet as well so it's just this like weird ass kind of all eyes on you Everyone's waiting for you to fuck up kind of environment that putting being a creator in right now is like very stressful. And I think if you know me personally, you know that like I am always trying to be inclusive and I'm trying to be up with the times and learn the correct like words and whatever to say. And like I I really just want to spread love. Like at the end of the day, that's like my main goal is to spread love, talk about things that are interesting, talk about things that need attention and like how maybe we can 
do something about it and or just talk about something funny and not have to worry about people coming down my throat. And so that is like always my intention when it comes to the podcast. And like no one like just to preface, no one has come for me and been like, you said something inappropriate on the podcast. This is just like stuff that's <laughs> on my mind, like worries. Yeah, these are genuine worries that I have about producing a podcast. And I'll get into some more specific situations that have happened. But that's kind of what I wanted to it's talk gotta about. She's got to be like Trisha Paytas. Like, I don't have respect for her in any other sense other than she does not give a single fuck about what people think. But I don't want to be like I Trisha mean, obviously, Paytas. you don't want to be, like, <laughs> stealing people's cultures. and But, like, just the carefreeness I admire. Other than that, she she has some things to learn and yeah. uh, some, some apologies to make. Yeah. But. No, my dad has been very, like, you just need to not give a fuck, like stop caring so much it's show business like people are going to not like you sometimes and i'm like yeah but i want to be liked you gotta be that ceo <laughs> you gotta get that aries rising out and just I know. slap them in the face my pisces moon is like taking over like i was talking to nicoletti and i was even telling her i was nervous about doing an episode like this and she was like you are going to have haters like that's just always going to be haters on the motivators baby exactly Nicki minaj said it best and she was like, the more real and authentic you are, the more haters you're going to get. But then, like, your people will find you. Like, your crowd will find you, and they'll be happy that you were who you were. And so I was like, you're right. I just got to thicken up my skin a little bit, which I yeah. feel like I'm – like, the reason I'm talking about this right now is because I'm feeling better about it. But, yeah. It makes me think of just the other day. I, like, put this – like, there's this chiropractor I follow. He's really cute. And, like, <laughs> he, like – was cracking this girl's back and grabbed her hair in, like, a really sexy way. And so I commented, like, ooh, the way you grabbed her hair. And, like, people were coming for me in the comments. And I'm like, fuck y'all. There was, like, four people that were like, yeah, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And there was, like, a hundred people that were like, fuck you. You're disgusting. That's his patient. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. He's sexy. It's funny. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> that makes me feel good. I love – I'm glad that you shared that story. <laughs> okay, so – I guess, yeah, so I wanted to have a podcast, and... <laughs> Got sidetracked there. Yeah. I wanted to have a podcast, right? And I went to school to be an accountant. Wait, wait. Yeah, so if you know me personally, again, you know I'm a very creative, artistic person. I'm also really, really incredibly smart and could go and, and disciplined. like... Disciplined. Well, <laughs> I think, like, when it came to school, you were a very disciplined person. Like, oh, yeah. I always envied, like, the way you would just, like, do crazy shit and then be like, all right, I got to do schoolwork and then still manage to get all A's <laughs> and be valedictorian. <laughs> I would be literally, like, drunk as fuck in class or, like, up all night at a rave the night before and, like, still make it. And, like, I literally never had absences. I was, I like she said, valedictorian 4.0. Very, like, I could have taken that to an extreme. I used to want to. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer or I'm going to be a doctor. Like, I always thought that I was going to... You thought you were going to go to Duke at one point. I, like, interviewed to go to Duke, and the reason I didn't go is because I would have had to redo all my credits, and I did, like, an early college program where I basically earned two years of college for free. Like, I got my associate's degree, so I was like, I don't know. I can't bring myself to... Like start over another two years. Right. And I was like, I don't have the money to just be going to Duke. It's like sixty thousand a year. So yeah. I was I thought like, North Carolina had like a program where like we like if you like with, within all the schools, like the colleges that like if you like 
get credits through there and finish your degree that it transfers. It's a private school. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's why they can do stuff like that. Um, schools like UNC Charlotte, mm-hmm. Chapel Hill, Greensboro, like Pembroke, all those. Yes, that's why I went to UNC Charlotte because my degree transferred there. Gotcha. But it wouldn't transfer to Duke. And also, I think at that point I had already decided I wanted to do accounting. And I'm pretty sure they didn't even have like an accounting degree. They had like business degrees, but they were like economics and like there wasn't like an accounting focus. And I had already taken accounting courses and decided I wanted to go that route for some reason. <laughs> um, Just naturally good at punching in the numbers and doing the spreadsheets. Yeah, I had um, a professor who was just like, you're really good at accounting and like not a lot of people are. And like you have to take accounting for a business degree, which is what I was at the time, I was like, all right, I'm just going to get, like, a blanket business degree. Um, and then I had to take the accounting courses. And he was like, you're good at this. A lot of people are not good at this. So maybe you should take it and run with it. And I was like, okay, bet. So also, home life wasn't the best. So that was a big factor that went into, like, why I chose to do school the way that I did. Because, I mean, I was working from when I was 14. I had turned 15 at my first job at a dog daycare. So like I was always working through school. I was the assistant manager of a store called Plato's Closet, which was terrible, (laughs) literally so bad for my mental health. And I was dating someone that was like treating me like crap. So it was just like the worst time. And so also not enjoying my home life. I was like, I have to do something to like get out of here. Like I can't like, I need to be out on my own. I need to be supporting myself financially on my own. So that's why I got an accounting degree. Because I was like, there's... It's secure. It's a secure job, yeah. And, yeah, so I went to school, did that, got an accounting degree, an information systems minor. I went and worked for a Fortune 30. I actually interned with them, and it was a good company. Like, I'm not upset with the way things went there like they took care of me I had a good job I lived on my own by myself um could support myself completely still probably could with my new job but I it's nice having roommates but yeah so basically I graduated during the pandemic and you gotta sneeze mm-hmm. well never mind just went away <laughs> <laughs> no you're good but yeah so graduated during the pandemic Lived with a boyfriend and was very drunk all of the time. Very, very drunk. Um, I mentioned it before. I am a recovering alcoholic. I have a year and almost what's it's August. So a year and five months almost. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome. Yes. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so when I was living with him during the pandemic, I was like pretty depressed, which I think most people were during the pandemic. And so I was just drinking all the time, listening to podcasts, getting caught up. And I was like, damn, I want to do that so bad. But I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. And I don't know why I thought that. I guess just because I was drunk all the time and like working that boring ass job. Um, it dampens the creativity. Yeah, it really did. And so I just didn't think it was possible. And then when he and I broke up and, So we broke up in January of 2021, and then by March 8th of 2021, I was sober um, of alcohol, and (laughs) and then 
I was like, it's time to do the podcast. So I bought like a bunch of podcast equipment and, and then I just kept it in my closet at my apartment. For months. For months. Like I was like slowly, because first of all, I was like, I don't want to buy cheap equipment, but I didn't want to buy obviously like super expensive equipment. So I found like nice medium grade stuff. And so because of that, I had to figure out like which wires to go where and like how to do whatever and like soundproof and all that shit. And so I was like taking my time. And then I started dating this man (laughs) (laughs) who was 20 years older than me. And it was very, very rough on my mental health. Also, they say, do not date in your first year of sobriety. And I was like, what could go wrong? And I dated in my first year of sobriety. And it was really a bad idea. And that was a huge distraction from putting out the podcast for a very long time. And then by like October of 2021, that was when I finally actually sat down and recorded the Billy McFarland and the Fire Festival episode. So you might notice if you listen back to like the first episode and then to the second, third, fourth, there's like a quality difference for sure in the material and I think the recording quality Um, and just how like uncomfortable I was. Like I was like audibly Billy McFarlane like like a robot (laughs) I was like yeah I was like so nervous I was like I don't know what to do I've never done it I'd never done anything like that so I'm just like sitting in my closet doing that and I was still pretty good though I'm not gonna lie that was a good episode thank you yeah no it was a good episode it's just like if you know me you can like tell that I'm anxious but I mean it's got a lot of listens so but yeah so did that when we broke up in October and then we got back together for like three weeks. Well, we weren't like officially back together, but we were like seeing each other again. And so didn't do anything on the podcast. And then I was like, I called it off. I went to LA for like a week and then I came back and then I had COVID and like, <laughs> there was just so much going on. And so then January comes around, still slowly pulling together the pieces of the podcast, trying to get, also I was like trying to commission the artwork for the podcast from Kaylee. Kaylee Webb, shout out, amazing artist. And so I was like rushing her. I was like, I need you to get this ready for me. After I had told her there was no rush. But so what happened was January rolls around. I'm going to a kink party. And I had just bought myself this beautiful purple Mm. latex dress from Siren Latex in Los Angeles. And I was like, I might see my ex. I gotta look sexy. (laughs) Gotta wear the latex dress to this party. So I made that TikTok. So if I think some of my listeners, you guys know me as purple latex dress lady. And so I made the TikTok. At the time, my TikTok had like maybe like 200 views on the videos I had. It was just like stupid videos I'd made. And there's a video of me washing and preparing the dress, which I kept in a like garment bag that had my name embroidered on it. And like my full name, Zoe McDaniel, embroidered on that shit. And so it's just me like washing the dress, putting it on, whatever. I look cute at the end. There's like a horrible drum and bass, um, stupid boy, Ash and Eco remix playing in the background. And yeah, cute video. So I go to the party overnight. It blows up. And so now I'm getting like tons and tons of followers, tons and tons of views, comments, likes. My full name is on blast. And all of a sudden, I'm just this, like, TikTok sensation, basically, which was really weird. And I was like, 
going through this like debate of like fuck now my whole name is like on the internet it got to like 20 million views or something like that it had 25 million views when i, I deleted it which i'll get to <laughs> yeah and what was crazy about that experience was like i grappled with like should i delete this because my name is on this but then i was like i want to be a famous podcaster and like i don't want to use a pin name i didn't want to have some like fake handle that I use for things. I was like, I want to be Zoe McDaniel with my podcast. And so this happened on like January 14th, I think was when I made, or maybe the ninth or something like that when I made the video. And then I was like, fuck, this is the time that I need to get the podcast out because people are looking at me. People are going to know my name. Like I should just roll with this. So then I rushed to get the podcast out. And the first episode came out on January 19th. I or actually I dropped three episodes, the first three episodes within the first day, because they say like, if you drop three episodes, it's more binge worthy and you'll get more listeners because they'll be like, okay, like I'm excited for the next episode. So yeah, a lot is going on in my life at this point. Like I'm still working my like nine to five job while becoming this like overnight internet sensation. And it was crazy because it was going everywhere. It was like, in other countries, like there were comments from like people in Russia and like just different languages and stuff, things that I can't see. There's also comments of people being very mean, um, people being very nice. Also people being very sexual, like lots of varying comments, a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on me. And that was a lot to deal with. Like it was exciting because like now I'm getting paid on TikTok for like videos and shit. But, like, I was getting a lot of attention, but, like, not the attention that I wanted, not the attention. Well, first of all, let me just say, I love being a sexual person, and I love posting thirst traps, and, like, <laughs> I've always been that way. So, like, I don't mind sexual attention, but, like, it's one thing when, like, you're just posting to, like, a couple followers. It's another when, like, all of a sudden you're being looked at. Like, it's just huge. Like, that's that's a lot of people looking at your content when you're not used to people looking at your content at that level. Like, maybe if I was, like, an Insta-famous person and I, like, was used to having 30,000 likes on a photo, like, whatever. But, like, I, it was, like, from being very pretty much private. I was pretty private on the internet for a while because of my job. I didn't want anything to happen to my job, so I kept things very private to all of a sudden, like, blowing up and now my name is on the internet um, it was a big deal for me to handle. It was a lot to take in. Feel that? I remember when my little TikTok a few years ago. It didn't. It did not get nearly as much traction. It got like seven hundred and fifty thousand, and I was like, oh. And these people were being so mean to me in the comments. I was like, oh my god, what is going on? They it's were so mean to you. I remember when that happened. It was like a video of her and her ex at the time. Well, boyfriend at the time, her ex now. And like, I remember when it was blowing up, and I was like, people were saying mean shit to you, and I was like, Amanda, delete it. Like, I was like begging you to delete it because I was like experiencing <laughs> like secondhand stress from it, yeah. and I was like these people are crazy. Like they're being mean to you. And like, it just like really affected me, even though it wasn't even me. So when it became me, I was like, holy shit. I didn't like, I didn't even, yeah, I forgot that kind of happened to you too. Yeah. Not nearly, not 25 million people, but three quarters of a million. Yeah. But like, can you imagine if it had been 25 million people? People were being so mean to you. Yeah, they were tearing me down. They but I was really also, were. like, feeding into it because I kept posting, like, follow-up videos trying to feed into it just to get more views. Like, yeah, I was too. Yeah, so I posted, like, a couple of videos all at once. And, like, 
people came for like a video of me talking about so I made like a like a play on like the Cardi B um a hoe never gets cold or whatever oh yeah and like people were like you're gentrifying the Cardi B quote like or saying that like I stole it and wasn't giving credit and I was like that wasn't it was like if you know me you know I love Cardi B and it was like a homage to Cardi it was like I like bad bitch night to Cardi yeah it was like my ode to Cardi B and people were like, you're gentrifying this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, this isn't really my argument to fight. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, fight with people and be like, you know, as a white woman, I can say this. You know what I mean? So I just deleted it. But, like, that was, like, the first – I started getting a lot of hate on that. People were being like, she's – um, whatever. And so I was like, oh, God, here we go. Like, that's not – that was never my intention. So I deleted that, all this mess, whatever – podcast is going people are listening to it people are liking the Anna Delvey episode yada 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 and then I started to if you don't know I'm also an artist and you can follow my art page on Instagram at little zipper art like the little dipper but little zipper um is that really what it came from so actually it came from I was in a botanical garden in Florida tripping balls and I had a backpack on and I asked Nate if he would put um something in the little zipper of my backpack. I was, he was like, which zipper? And I was like, the little zipper. And then in that moment, I was like, little zipper. Like, that's my art name. (laughs) Yeah, like my brain was like, brain blast. (laughs) Um, It was such a beautiful day, literally the best day, like, ever. Um, That was like two years ago, too. I, like, held on to it for a while. But so I'm, yeah, so on my art page, I had started making genitalia trays. So I have, like, a little, like, penis-shaped, like, trinket tray or ashtray and one that's, like, very visibly like a a vulva. It's a coochie. (laughs) It's modeled after yours truly. And I posted this shit on my art page. And so obviously, like, I've got millions of people looking at my TikTok and my whatever the fuck. And somebody gets very upset by my genitalia art and they come in my dms and he's telling me that i'm a cancer to this world and that my parents must have never taught me anything and that i'm a immoral degenerate and like just all this stuff harassing me he like sent me some files and was like read these and like you'll understand and whatever so he starts harassing me and not only on that page but all of my i have four instagrams because i'm crazy so i have my private one which is for like just people who actually know me I have my public one, um, which is just, like, the one I put out there for everybody. Then I have the podcast page and my art page. So we got four Instagrams. <laughs> right, but, like, I'm a businesswoman, and they're all separate. Understood. I didn't want to keep it all, like, it made sense. It makes sense to me. Um, I'm very type A. So he starts harassing me on all of my accounts. He's making multiple accounts. Um, he's doing it on TikTok. And, like, I'll, mind you, I posted some crazy shit on TikTok. I won't even lie, because I was, like... You know what? I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be silly, crazy, sexy, wild Zoe and like post shit. And then he would like go on there and like talk a bunch of shit and like I would get all in my head and I would delete everything. So he one day was like, I'm going to report you to your job. Like he had found me on LinkedIn. And I um, when I blew up and my name was on the video, I immediately went to LinkedIn and made everything private. So you couldn't see like my job where I worked. But there was like a little logo of where I worked up in the corner of my page that like I, there, it was like a, so you could set it so it wouldn't show your job title or your job company, but it would still show, like you had to, there was a third manual option to turn off the logo. And I hadn't done that. And so he like figured out where I worked. And I've since removed that, but I don't even work there anymore. Um, and that's not why I just left, but he, 
like threatened to report me to my job and I just didn't think anything of it. And then like a month goes by and it turns out he did report me to my job. (laughs) Absolute crazy man. He sent like videos of my TikTok and like said I made like inappropriate art and stuff to my job and the HR at my job did an investigation, air quotes around investigation. I don't know what that means. And this whole time I knew that I wasn't in or I wasn't out of compliance with the social media policy because the social media policy was very clear cut. It was just like, you can post whatever you want. Just don't affiliate yourself with the company or like make it known that these are like the company's views and it's fine. Cause like freedom of speech, whatever, it's a big ass company. They want good talent. Like you can't control people's lives outside of work. So it was like, as long as I wasn't like, Oh, I work for this company and I'm a big fucking slut. (laughs) Then like they didn't care. So I get an email one day and they're like, hey, like this came in. We did the investigation and you're totally fine. Like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, going forward, like continue doing what you're doing and don't mention the company's names and your content. And like, it's fine. And like they sent me the email and everything. And it was like it almost was like written by like a British person because there was like use and stuff in the words and like really strange. But Eli did some snooping on this guy who was trolling me and like he was from Portugal It was, like, a whole, like, international scandal, basically, like, of people trying to bring me down. (laughs) And so I, I like, told my managers about it and my director, um, which wasn't necessary, but, like, I was getting stressed and, like, I wanted to see if I could, like, I don't know. I was thinking about doing, like, a restraining order, but it's, like, kind of difficult to do online restraining orders for people that are, like, overseas and, like, whatever. Like, what am I going to do? Like, extradite him to the U.S. and, like arrest him like he didn't technically he didn't do anything illegal because you can report people like they have a hotline to report people and that's legal and like he was just i mean i think he was harassing me so i do think that that's he was illegal. totally harassing he you. was harassing the he fuck was, like, out of writing me. like messages and messages and messages to you yeah so yeah that part i feel like is illegal but like he didn't do i don't know it was just a lot and i'm a very sensitive person okay so that happened and that really freaked me the fuck out. And I'm like in this meeting with my managers and they're like, why is he doing this to you? And I was like, well, I make art shaped like penises and vaginas. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, you didn't have to tell us that. But I did anyways because I was like trying to be me. Okay. Yeah. And my job was very accommodating. They were very sweet. They were like, we're so sorry you're dealing with this. And like, if you need anything, let us know. So you flowers a month after. No, they sent me flowers a month after my brother died. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened to me. That was really scary. I overcame it, kept putting out the podcast, kind of held off on my art a little bit. But it just got to this point where, like, everything I posted on TikTok, I was, like, thinking about the backlash I was going to get, like, overthinking everything, not really, like, enjoying it. I was just posting to post because I was making money from it now. But, like, people... I would say for the most part, I really didn't have it as bad as some people. Like, a lot of people have been really nice to me on TikTok. Um, but, like, I think TikTok is just a scary place. So that happened. And then I think Max died after. It was in March. Yeah. So I think Max passed away. My brother um, completed suicide in March. And... I had already say it like that completed it. Well, like, so when you say committed, it feels like, I mean, because suicide is technically a crime. Is it? Yeah. You can't kill yourself. What are you going to do? Like arrest them? Exactly. So like when you say like commit, it feels like a crime. So here I am being politically correct and saying completed. 
like attempted suicide, completed suicide. I don't know. I don't really think it matters, but I just have heard people say complete suicide. So, um, whatever. R.E.P. Max. Rest in peace, Max. Um, yeah, so that happened. And at this point, I had already been considering leaving my nine to five. I was like, I love this podcast shit. I'm crazy about it. <laughs> and I was having so much fun. And like, I wanted to make art and I wanted to travel. And also, my rent went up like $300. And I was by myself. And so when Max died, I was like, maybe this is my time. Like, I didn't want my dad living alone at his house, like almost an hour away from me. And Mandy needed a place to live um, by, like, September. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to break my lease. And so we all... We're all sitting in the hospital just looking at houses together. <laughs> yeah, and when my when my brother died, my dad was in the hospital. So, like, I was dealing with both of that at the same time. I was next of kin. Like, I organized my brother's funeral and, like, was also checking on my dad. And we were all sitting in the hospital room, like Mandy said, like, house hunting. So that was just a lot. And I was like, I'm going to quit my job. Like once we get into a house, I'm quitting my job because this is like not what I want. Life is short, like seeing all this happen to my dad and my brother. And I was like, I want to just live my life and like be happy about it and not worry about like what people think of me. Like I just want to be me. Like I've always growing up, I was always so me. And then I went like, I guess the need to like survive and like get out of my weird home life. I sacrificed being myself to be employable and digestible on the internet for employers. And I was like, I'm tired of that. So we got a house, quit the job, doing this stuff, whatever. Went to LA again. Yeah, I went to LA again. And then Mandy's brother passed away. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I got <laughs> Two months there. of the day. Two months of the day after Max, yeah. I got there at like 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. And then she calls me at like 11 o'clock Sunday morning to tell me. And I was like getting away to LA to like <laughs> forget my crazy life that was going on. And this was literally like three days after I found out I was being cheated on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like being cheated on. Oh, yeah. That fool. <laughs> yeah. So I was basically cheated on. Like just my whole life was like flipped upside down. And this was a person I had been like really close friends with for like a long time before we'd even been romantic. So it was just so much all at once. And like we we made it out. I think. Um. We're still in the woods a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we we saw the light. We're walking towards it. Yeah. So yes. This is also around the time that I was contacted by someone who had seen my stickers out in public of oh the God, podcast. I to hear this. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even told Mandy about this. I've told like three people about it. I told my therapist, my dad, and Nicoletti. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. You so said, wait till the podcast. I don't want to have to explain myself twice. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was thinking of like talking about this incident, and she was like, wait, what happened? And I was like, I'll just tell you on the podcast because it's going to take me a minute, and I want your like genuine reactions. <laughs> okay, so. You find your sticker. He finds my sticker. Around the, the town, because I have my stickers, like, all over bars and places around Charlotte. And he emails me, this man. I don't know him, but he's just like, hi, I found your sticker. I love conspiracy theories. Here's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories that I am very familiar with. I would love to, like, you know, 
talk and maybe be on your podcast. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting because the whole reason I started the podcast was because I want to talk to people. I want to talk to people. I want to talk about things. I want to have like cool conversations, not necessarily cool. Just I want to talk about things. That's what I like to do. I love words. Words of affirmation is my love language. And you want more exposure and it was cool because it's like the first exposure you got from a stranger that like reached out to you. Right. And I like my thought process was like, this is so cool. The podcast is getting attention. I'm going to be collaborating with people in the Charlotte area. Like, that's what I want. I want to collaborate with people. I want to interact with people. Like, connections are, like, all we have. Like, deep, like, I'm, I have a lot of faith in people, I think, um, which can sometimes not be the best, as we'll see. But, like, I feel like having connections is, like, one of the most important things in this life. Like, what else is there really? Like, love and, like, deep friendships and, you know, people that will be there for you. And so I was like, cool, like, I'm making connections. I mean, maybe I wasn't expecting that out of this experience, but I was just like, okay, cool, like, I'm making connections in the community, going to interact with people. Great. Love this. So we're talking. We meet up. We get, like, coffee together. And, like, he's a little bit off, but, like, I am a little bit off and I – Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I try to be inclusive and like just because someone is like a little weird doesn't mean that like I'm going to write them off because everyone's a little bit weird and like you never know what people are going through or like, you know, whatever. Like just because someone is slightly different than I am doesn't mean that like I'm better than them or shouldn't interact with them. Although now I'm looking back and I'm like, this was a gut feeling telling me not to do this. But like in the moment I was like, oh, he's just a little odd, like whatever. So we're talking And I don't even remember how we got on this topic because he was telling me about, like, this conspiracy theory where, like, the CIA did something with, like, some software and, like, all these reporters who reported about it, like, ended up dying. And, like, he told me he had actually been on, like, another podcast where he talked about it, but the podcast was removed. And he was like, it's because we were talking about this conspiracy that, like, we weren't supposed to be talking about. And so, like, the government removed it, whatever, or something like something like that. I don't really remember. And so I was like, well, I don't want to talk about that because I don't want my podcast to get removed. Yeah. Um, and somehow in this conversation, we end up talking about Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. Um, and I, the reason that we kept talking about it was because he, like, mentioned it in passing while talking to me. What is mysticism? Like, I don't really have a great understanding of it entirely. I do have notes on it, but it's, like... Kabbalah is um, like sacred teachings gotcha. in the Jewish religion. Okay, um, is the like simplest way I guess I can explain it because like I'm not I don't really have like a ton of knowledge about it. So that's why like he mentioned something about it and I asked him about it because I had just done the Illuminati episode with Tajani and we like briefly mentioned how Madonna I guess practices Kabbalah or um, is a student of Kabbalah. And we just kind of breezed over it because, like, apparently people say because she practices Kabbalah, she is an Illuminati member, which is just silly. So, but that was, like, we that episode was, like, two and a half hours long before I finished, like, editing it. So I was, like, we're not going into this right now. So he mentioned it, and I was, like, okay, like, what is that? Because it had come up in that episode, it had come up in another research, and I just, like, hadn't gotten to it. And I was like, okay, like, what is that? Do you know about it? And he was like, yeah. And so he starts telling me about it, and he starts kind of talking about, like, the Freemasons, and, like, um, it ends up going to, like, Aleister Crowley and, like, dark magic. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. 
Um, like maybe we can talk about this. And he's like, okay. But like, honestly, sitting there talking to him, he was saying so much information to me at once. And I was like, this is a lot to take in. Like, I don't know that much about this topic. Um, so we like make a plan to meet and I like, I like joined this local studio where like we could record together there. So I didn't have to have him like at the house. And I asked him to send me his notes. And this is like the day before, mind you. So like, yes, I was a little last minute and I had already been doing my own research on Kabbalah, but it was mainly just like, I was looking at like the history of Kabbalah and like what it was. Um, and I was like thinking, I was like, I feel like what he told me at common market, like I couldn't remember all the details, but I was like, I feel like it was like very, like there was a lot of details. There was a lot of like, it felt, um, like almost spooky or like, I don't know, like there, it was just very juicy, I guess, if you will. Yeah, like the, I remember my dad, he went through a phase where he was like obsessed with the Illuminati and that's all he would talk about was like the Freemasons and how they like sacrifice children and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, it was that kind of vibe. And he was like, when we met, he told me he was a Mason because he was like, he wanted to know what the Freemasons were about. And so he joined it, but like, he doesn't keep going, but he was like, yeah, I joined the Freemasons and I used to practice tarot and all this stuff. And when we met, the day we met, he asked me if I was a Satanist because I had on like my little coffin earrings with the upside down crosses. And I was like, I'm not, but I like joined, I joined the Satanic temple because of abortion rights. And like, we just had, like, I just like casually said that. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, so I remembered like, I'm like doing this research. It all seems very much like just educational stuff about Kabbalah. So I'm like, okay, this man was talking about like some crazy shit. So I was like, and then as I'm doing research, I'm like, okay, like this is literally like Jewish religion. So what was he talking about? Like all that weird stuff. Like I didn't want to, I don't know. Um, so I asked him to send me his notes. He sends me his notes and there's like some stuff about like the Freemasons again. And like, it's like a lot of notes and there's like some cartoons about the Freemasons. And so I'm like, what is this? So I start looking up, I just typed in like Kabbalah and the Freemasons. And the first thing that pops up is like, Judeo-Masonic conspiracy theory. And I like click on it and it's like, I guess in history, Jewish people have been associated with the Freemasons, but in a negative light, because I guess the Freemasons have been like, oh yeah, we take a lot of our teachings from the Jewish religion, but like Jewish people who aren't, I guess, Freemasons don't like that comparison. And also throughout history, Jewish people have constantly been ostracized or likened to these like small elitist groups like I think in the Illuminati episode I think I might have mentioned and with the flat earth conspiracy theory they were like the Jewish people might be the people that are keeping the flat earth so it's like they constantly are getting thrown into these things that are just like absurd yeah the poor Jewish community just leave them alone exactly and so that was what I took from this article it was like there was this whole like Judeo Masonic thing. And like, obviously everybody has mixed feelings about the Freemasons. And so they just like, don't want to be affiliated. And, you know, maybe I'm misinterpreting and like, you guys can totally let me know. But like, just seeing this as like the first thing to pop up, I was like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I don't even like, I don't. It's kind of sensitive. It's sensitive. And I was like, even if like you're, he he was like, it's the facts. Like he was like, they really do take from the Jewish religion as their like, the way they teach what they teach in the Freemasons. And I was like, well, I don't know enough about the Freemasons and I don't know enough about Jewish religion to know whether this is appropriate. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I don't think we should talk about this because I don't want it to be like anti-Semitic or misconstrued. And like, I don't think I have the knowledge. Like this podcast is not 
like, I'm not prepared to talk about this today on the podcast. And he like freaks out at me and he's like, this is exactly what we talked about at the common market. And I'm like, dude, we talked about like a million and one things. And like, I'm sitting down. It's like one thing to hear you tell me a story. It's another to sit down and like do my own research based on the notes that you've provided and figured out that like, maybe this is a topic that we shouldn't be talking about because like it's your podcast, first of all, yes, it's my podcast. Second of all, I never knew that. I never knew that there was even like a, um, I guess crossover in time where people were like, I guess saying Jewish people and the Freemasons were synonymous and that was like an issue. So this was like something that I was learning as I was researching. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk about this because I don't feel equipped to talk about this. My aunt up in here, she's like the biggest Jewish woman I know, like oh, she supporter is? of the Jewish community. And like her, her husband who had passed was like from Israel. And so which she, aunt? The one who gave us your couches? Yeah. The couches? The crazy okay. One. <laughs> yeah. No, she would be fun to have on the podcast. And it would be interesting to hear her take on this. I mean, I have Jewish friends, but I had never heard of this, um, like issue. And I also just didn't want to like bastardize Kabbalah. Like I didn't want to go into this and like he, like, cause he was taking it to this like place of dark magic and like and the cartoons of the, the Freemason thing. It was just a little weird. And I was like, I don't like the day before I'm like having this really bad feeling before I even asked him for the notes. I'm like, something feels wrong. Like, let me look at this. And so I told him I didn't want to do it. He calls me and like freaks out on me. He's screaming at me saying that like, I'm going down the wrong path because I practice tarot and that like, I'm a he he was like, fuck you, you Satanist wannabe bitch, like all of this stuff. Oh my stuff. God. Yeah. So even if like what he was talking about wasn't bad, like I still dodged a bullet because he was like bad energy for sure. Absolutely. Like how are you going to act like that as a grown man because somebody turned you down for not wanting to talk about a conspiracy theory? Well, yeah. And then I like called him and I was like, listen, like I am confused because I'm looking at your notes and like, I feel like what, cause honestly, the notes that he gave me didn't have as much details as like what he had been, like, he wrote like 40 pages of notes. There was a ton of notes, but like a lot of it was just like excerpts from like religious texts. And then there was like the cartoons of the Freemasons. And, but then I was like, I remember him talking about like dark magic and like people like summoning spirits and stuff. And I was like, I'm interested in learning about the occult, but like I didn't want to, necessarily tie it back to Kabbalah like and I that was like a hindsight is 2020 like you know that man was spewing a lot of stuff at me at common market and I didn't really like register it I guess and maybe I should have but either way I still didn't want to talk about it anyways so like his notes didn't have quite as much details as like what I had remembered us talking about and so I was like nervous that when like we'd get on air like he would start saying a bunch of like I don't know just stuff that like I didn't want to talk about yeah um and so I just decided not to do it, and he was not very happy with me about it. And like, make your own podcast, then pinhead. Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, listen, this is just a sensitive topic. And he was like, you're very unprofessional. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like maybe that was unprofessional. I probably should have done some research ahead of time. But like, I had been like doing. I literally was working two jobs. Like I typically re- research the episodes like the week of. Um, and so that was what was happening. And then I was like, fuck, like, we should not be talking about this. Like, I don't, even if, like, I'm just being oversensitive and, like, the details aren't. You just don't want to talk about it. Laying out the way I thought they were. Like, yeah, exactly. I just didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to offend anybody. And so 
Yeah, he freaked out at me, and then I was, like, so stressed about it. And then he, like, messaged me again the next day and, like, said some more stuff in, like, bold and italic underlined. Well, that was – so he, like, messaged me and was just being really mean the day of. And then the next day he sent me another message while I was, like, at work, and he said, fuck you, you Satanist wannabe bitch. And then I was like, all right. And then he literally emailed me yesterday and was like, can you – is there any way you can forgive me and we can do the podcast? I hope you said, fuck you. I'm not answering him. Yeah. Like, I'm not. And he was, like, all upset. And, like, he wasn't – so we were going to use a fake name because, like, that's a big thing for me on the podcast. Like, if you don't want to put your name out there, we're not going to put your name out there. And so he was, like, go ahead and put my name on the podcast. And I literally was, like, I'm not going to do that to you. Like, I'm not going to, like – like, even though we're having this argument right now and you're, like, screaming at me, like, I wouldn't do that to you. Like, you don't want your name out there. I'm not going to put your name out there. It was just a very – I think I handled it very well. I just kept being like, was listen. Was he, like, trying to get you to cancel him, like, on your podcast? Yeah, basically. And I was like, dude, I'm not doing that. And, like, this whole time I'm freaking out, like, thinking he's going to go, like, write bad reviews about me on the internet or, like, on Apple Podcasts and stuff. Like, whatever. That's going to happen. Like, that's just nature. People are going to, like, whatever. But – Yeah, so I'm, like, over here panicking. He's panicking. We're both panicking. I'm like, well, I feel like he has a lot to lose, so I don't think he would do anything to me. Like, obviously, he didn't want me to put his name out there, so, like, I don't think he would go and, like, bash me because I could just be like, oh, it was bleep bleep and, like, say his name, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But it was very stressful. It was a very stressful moment, and, like, I was already, like, behind on researching another episode because I was like we were recording like a week early because I when I record with other people I like to record early just in case like something goes wrong with it um it's not like the episode that comes out that week and I'm not fucked so it was like gonna come out the following week and I still hadn't finished researching for that week and I couldn't even like I was like literally sobbing because this man like upset me so bad (laughs) I was like I just I was like I just don't want to spread misinformation or like you know maybe you know I should have checked on this sooner like I did feel bad that I like waited until the last minute because he was like my time is valuable and I was like yeah I get that but also like this is my fucking podcast <laughs> this is my podcast and I just do this because my I time want is to. valuable okay and right you bullshit at me you fucking dickhead <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I don't know that was very stressful. I was, like, very upset about it. I can't believe it. he called you unprofessional. And then he had the nerve to act like that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what I, a pinhead. I was, like, and he had told me he didn't even, like, listen to the podcast. So it was, like, you don't even know, like, how much time and effort I put into this. Like, I understand, like, that was a hiccup. Like, I should have reached out to you, like, sooner. Whatever. Less than 24 hours before we were recording. Whatever. Yeah, that's a little unprofessional. But at the end of the day, I'm just. Shit happens. Shit happens. I'm very good at what I do. I've been doing this for a while. This is honestly just something like I'm not a fucking professional. This is professional skepticism. Yes, (laughs) but I'm not a fucking professional. Like I'm sitting in my fucking room right now. Like it's not I'm not getting paid to do this. Like this is just like that would make me a professional. I'm not getting paid to do this. This is something I do on my own time. And I'm not about to let you, like, bully me into doing a topic that, you know, I'm having second thoughts on. Like, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this because I don't know enough about it and I don't know your intentions. And I was like, I'm not saying that you are trying to be this, like, inappropriate person. And I'm not saying that your notes necessarily are. But I was like, I feel like I need more time to look these over. And, like, I have to work tonight. It's Saturday night. Mama's got to make her money. Like, I can't <laughs> look at gotta this. Rent's got to be paid. Rent had to be paid. And I was like, I cannot look at this and get it ready for tomorrow and, like, fact check this and make sure that it's good and I'm uncomfortable. And I, I even was like, we could talk about another topic sometime in the future because, like, he had suggested other topics too. 
And I was like, maybe we like table this and talk about something else. And he was like, no, I'm not fucking tabling this. Like it was crazy. And so I was Ugh, like, ew. he was a Scorpio. <laughs> fucking weird ass man. This yes. So that happened. And then I was just feeling so negative about it. And like, I couldn't even bring myself to finish working on like the rest of the, the podcast for that week because I was like, I didn't even want to fucking think about the podcast because just thinking about the podcast was making me anxious. I was like, like my dad was like, this is a part of show business. Like, this is why people, he was like, I mean, you're not a celebrity, not yet. But like, this is why people don't interact with the public because like people, you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you're going to get a mixed bag. And he was like, just take this as an opportunity to like refine how you want to do the podcast and really think about who you let into your space. And I was like, you're so right. And like, because I just wanted to be collaborative and inclusive and talk to people. But now I'm realizing I have to be so much more like this is my fucking baby. And like that could have been really bad. Like, I'm so glad that it I'm so glad that he blew up on me and that we got through it versus like me putting something out that I'm not comfortable with or like you know, spending the money to go to the studio and recording it and like he, like something bad happens or like it gets misconstrued and people hate me and think that I'm insensitive, you know? So I was like this, cause that's not the point. I was a professional skeptic in that moment. Like I, I think I like really embodied the whole essence of this podcast by being like, mm, you know what? Let's not fucking talk about that because I feel like I have got a bad feeling about this. I'm a little suspicious. And so I didn't do it. And so I'm telling myself that like, that happened because if I if it didn't happen, something worse would have happened. Yeah, like you felt like with your car, like that night you went uh, to your job and you just had a gut feeling and you got into a wreck. Yeah, like one night, like Mandy said, I was like, I had told some friends I was working and they were going to come see me. And I was like, fuck, I guess I have to go to work. And so I didn't want to go to work. I didn't feel like going to work. And then I got into a car accident on the way to work, out like literally right outside the club. So like, you know, I'm learning to trust my intuition and I'm glad I trusted it. I didn't trust it at first when I met the guy, but like I trusted it the day before and I'm just rolling with it. Um, and my dad was like, literally I was like sobbing in his arms. <laughs> he was giving me the best advice. He was like, that's just showbiz. Like sometimes like, I can't remember which show it was. Imagine it was like, him being like, that's just showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> there was some late night show. I can't remember which one he compared it to, but like they would have like bands that were supposed to be like the final thing on the show. And, like, sometimes the show would just go too long, and so the bands wouldn't get to play. And then they would just never be on the show. And, like, that's just the nature. Like, the the talk show host is going to talk about what they want to talk about, and you get to come on if they want you is to come like on. like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy something? It was, like, shows like that, but that wasn't the one that he told me about. I don't remember, but... What's the other one? Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy something. There's, the, there's another Is it Jimmy. Jay Leno? No, his name is Jimmy. There's two Jimmy talk hosts. I don't know. I don't watch late night TV and stuff like that. But yeah, so anyways, I was having like a whole panic about it and I just didn't want to like look at the podcast. Also, I was traveling. I went to Las Vegas um, for my other job that I don't have anymore because I left that job. Um, Really great. It was a great job, but it just wasn't fitting with what I'm trying to do right now. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. There we go. Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, So that was kind of like why I took a step back because I just needed to like shake off that negative energy that I was experiencing and just kind of like come to terms with like sometimes that happens and I think even before this happened I I deleted my 25 million view video on TikTok I deleted everything on my TikTok I went through and deleted every single video some of them had 
250,000, 50,000, the 25 million. Like I had a pretty decent amount of views, but it was all for stuff like me stressing out. Like people love that shit on TikTok. It was like me like having a mental breakdown on TikTok that got so many views or like me being sexy. And I was like, this was even before this like whole mess blew up. And I was just like, I feel like I don't want this attention. It was like the wrong attention. And yeah, I just deleted it all and I started fresh and I like it so much better now. Like I look at my TikTok and I'm like, wow, I don't feel like I want to die when I look at that. Like I had posted, I think I told you about the incense paper. Did I tell you about mm-hmm. the incense paper? Yeah. So I learned about incense paper. This is an example of what we were talking about at the beginning where like people just don't know sometimes. So I learned about incense paper. It's just like incense on paper that you burn. And I thought I bought incense paper, but I bought Joss paper. But online it said incense, it just said incense paper. So I looked at it. I was like, oh, that's beautiful. And I bought it. And then I posted it on um, TikTok. I was like, I got this like beautiful incense paper I might use in like my full moon practices and stuff. And a girl commented and was like, I think you're holding Joss paper. And I was like, oh my God, like I was freaking out. The product I bought said incense paper. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I literally saw this online. Like, first of all, I didn't, I, and like, I apologize. Like that was totally insensitive of me. And like, that was never my intention. Um, And that doesn't make it better. Like if anybody wants this Joss paper and like can use it appropriately, let me know and I'll give it to you. Or if there's a way to dispose of it, that I should dispose of it because I shouldn't have had it, let me know that too. But I didn't even know that Joss paper was a thing, which is um, in Chinese tradition, I think you use it to communicate with your ancestors and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So like, I just thought I was buying incense paper. That's like, you can just buy incense paper. I don't know. So I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to delete everything. Clean slate. Last straw. Literally. Yeah. It was just like, I'm always trying to grow, learn and change. And like, I accept responsibility and I will always hold myself accountable. And like, I feel like I've done that in this situation. Um, Cause like, regardless of what it is, people are going to come for you on the internet. And that's what my therapist was saying. Fuck them, baby. Fuck them. Yeah. I don't know, dude. And like, no, like I'm not even harboring any hate towards that guy anymore. I'm just like over it. I am. <laughs> Cause like I might run into him. Cause I was there one day like working and I like after we had met and like he just was casually there and we were like, Oh, hey, like, so you I know I'd be at the common market. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't want any like unnecessary hate. And that's my problem. Like maybe I need to be a little bit more like. I need to stand up for myself a little bit more, I think. Yeah, you need to be a little more um, resentful. (laughs) 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 Because I know I am, baby. But there's a balance because uh, I'm a little petty. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I've been stressing myself out and I'm over it. And I'm here to share this story with anyone that may have experienced something similar to this because... I know I'm a good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I've done some fucked up shit. Everyone in this world has, but, like, I know I'm a good person. Like, I will go to bat for people. I will help people. Like, I will own up to things that I've done wrong. Like, I will tell people, like... This woman and her father housed me, okay? <laughs> yes, like... I mean, I, I pay my rent, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I really mean well. And so, like, I'm just out here trying to be a better version of myself all the time. And sometimes I might make a fucking mistake and that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. And that doesn't mean I need to be canceled or anyone else needs to be canceled. Um, and so I just wanted to like be vulnerable because like for so long, I used to always be like vulnerability is like the most beautiful thing in the world. And then I had a public presence and now I've been super hyper vigilant and like closed off. 
and vulnerable with the wrong people and in the wrong ways. And I feel like this is my podcast and this is kind of like the kinds of conversations I want to have. And so why not just put it out there for you guys? Um, and maybe it'll resonate with some of you and maybe some of you hate me and I don't really give a fuck. That felt really good to say. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I was thinking about. Yeah. So I quit accounting. Would have been really good at it. Everyone I worked with was like, you're going to have a great career in this. I, I worked you it still for can years. If you, if you wanted. I still can. Yeah. Um, I quit that and I was looking for like some fun part-time jobs. And so I like interviewed at like some tattoo shops. I actually got the job at one of them, but I ended up not taking it. I got a job as a personal assistant. I did that for a little bit, which was cool because I got to go to Vegas and just quit yesterday. I Yeah, I <laughs> literally just quit yesterday because so I started dancing, which I'm going to do an episode on funny things people say to me at the strip club. <laughs> She's pretty good at it, too. Oh, stop it. Um, yeah, I'm a dancer, and you can suck my dick. <laughs> for a big fee. Yeah, for, yeah, you have to pay me. I don't know. I've always wanted to dance, like, in college. Like, well, so I grew up dancing. I danced competitively from when I was three years old till almost 15 years old. And There's JoJo Siwa up in this bitch. Yeah, I'm on my JoJo Siwa shit. Like, I always tell people, if you've ever watched Dance Moms, like, that's really what it's like. Like, that was really what it's like. I think that's why I, so I was such a bitch for so long and then I went to therapy and now I'm this like baby that needs to like get thick skin again. But dance is why I was a bitch. And like, just because of the environment you're in. So I've always like. Fight or flight in that bitch, I bet. It is. It's mean. And you're in there with like older girls. Like you'll be like 12, 13 in there with like 17, 18 year olds and like just the body comparisons and weird stuff and like the the push from the teachers and the moms can be mean. It's like crazy. And I didn't have a fucking mom. <laughs> I had a Mary, which I fucking love you, Mary. Shout out Mary. She's basically my mom, but like I didn't have my own mom. And so dance was crazy. And there's so much to unpack there that I am not going to talk about like drug addictions, like so much stuff at my dance studio. Um, so yeah, like I've always had an affinity for moving my body, if you will. <laughs> And I've always been a very sexual person. I've always been an artistic person. And like I said, put myself into a box to be hireable to get out of my childhood home. And so always wanted to dance, try dancing. I had like quite a few friends who danced and they'd always be like, just come try it. And then finally I did. And I was doing it while I was still working at my job. And so I was like working my 40 hour a week job working like two nights a week at the club on the weekends doing the podcast going to open mic night to share my poetry losing my mind (laughs) yeah it was rough and so I was like I like this like this gives me more time to work on the podcast this gives me more time to make my art this gives me more time to travel freely Um, so I quit and I started dancing but then I panicked because I'd only been dancing for a couple of months and I was like oh my god can I really do this? And so that's why I got like the part-time jobs and stuff. And then the personal assistant job was great. Um, shout out Karen. I fucking love you would die for you. Um, but I just found myself back in that like 11. So I would work for her from like 11 to four Monday through Friday. And I'm not a morning person. So I would just basically get up and go to work and then get off at four, get home at like four 30. And I was like, I'm back to like this nine to five kind of vibe. 
And, um, but then I was like kind of on call where like, I wasn't necessarily working every Monday through Friday. It would just be like some days of the week. And so it was like, I don't know. It just was, I felt like I was strapped for time again when like, I'm doing fine at the club. Come see me at the club. So yeah, I, you know, you know, if you know, you know, DM me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I just, I decided I was like, I can do this. And like, I think I was also panicking too, because I was like, I just quit my job and now this is happening with the podcast and like I was like not even like wanting to like think about the podcast and like working I don't know it was just very stressful so here I am once again so with that you should totally subscribe to the Patreon also you guys I have two Patreon subscribers at the $15 tier which is crazy I love you guys and I also joined this um, podcasting network for the girls and the non-binaries, and it's supposed to pair me with advertisements to do. Um, so that's big news. So, like, good things have been happening, like, in the background, as- aside from that scary thing. Like, good things have been happening. Um, so I'm breaking the curse. There have been a ton of evil eyes on me. Like, that was literally why I deleted all my TikToks. I was like, I am getting people hating me from all over the world that don't know me, don't know what I'm about. And so I was like, blank slate, clear house. So yeah, that is my life story over the last couple of months. Tragic, beautiful, sad. <laughs> the new movie of the century. Stressful, but I kind of feel better like letting it all out. I'm like, am I missing something? Anything you want to add? I was thinking, I was like, pregnancy scare? Question mark. <laughs> Did I have a pregnancy scare? Yes, with uh, your two men that cheated on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Technically, the second one didn't cheat on me. That wasn't cheating. I mean, yeah, just to preface it for you to understand without having to say their names. I just basically got hurt. I got my heart hurt. Back to back. Back to back. And then my period was, like, three weeks late. <laughs> and I was like, no. Um, and then it just came with the full moon, so that was cool. Um, I had a pregnancy scare. <laughs> I was in a car accident. The car was in the shop. My car was in the shop last week. You went to Las Vegas and Omega Mart. Yeah, I'm going to do an episode on Las Vegas. I think I'm going to put it on the Patreon as like a bonus episode and just talk about what I did in Vegas. Yeah. We had a party. Swamp party. That was fun. There's some things that I won't put out on blast. <laughs> I'm still entitled to a little bit of privacy, okay? I don't know, y'all. Sounds about right. I think, yeah. For the general public. That's enough. (laughs) I think that's enough. And I couldn't have gotten through it without my bestie. No, I couldn't have gotten through without you. Trauma bonded for life. Yes. And my dad. Thank God for my dad. Yeah, he's a good man. Believes in me. Pays for this internet bill to put this podcast out. He sure does. Pays (laughs) the internet bill like a good man should. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well now that i've aired my dirty laundry i guess i'll wrap it up bo 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 she so sweet that she wanna lick the rapper um <laughs> you can follow me at prof podcast that's at p-r-o-f-s-k-e-p podcast on instagram and twitter and i'm back on twitter bitches um email me at professional skepticism podcast at gmail.com i fucked up the domain for the website but it should be i should be able to transfer it this month so there's going to be a website coming soon don't look for it yet 
Patreon, subscribe to it. Yes, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash podcast. There's four tiers, a $3 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $15 tier. And I will be uploading content to that this week because now I have more free time. Um, My ringworm medication's ready. <laughs> Amanda has ringworm. <laughs> You want me to take that out? No. It's okay. okay. Yeah, Amanda has ringworm. I had ringworm one time, and I knew that she had ringworm, but she didn't believe me. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have possibly gotten it. Yeah, it was kind of weird that you just randomly got ringworm, but I had ringworm. It was really rough because Ruby had ringworm. It's not a parasite. It's just a little rash. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it's not a worm. It's just a, it's just a dry patch of inflamed skin. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, go check out all those things. Um, thank you to all the new followers on Instagram. I, I see you guys. I appreciate you. And thank you for being patient with me. Um, I'm trying not to be so hard on myself. Life is hard. So stop being hard on yourself. I am, you know, holding space for this. Like, I feel like I just went through a lot and I've been like not allowing myself to like really process that. And like, I'm also a human. And so this is just a reminder to be gentle with yourselves, be gentle with each other, but don't have a stick up your ass. <laughs> and stop being social justice warriors. Yeah, go do for all the wrong else. reasons, not exactly. the right reasons, but the wrong reasons. Yeah, like there's so many other ways that you could spread love in this world, and like you don't have to do it that way. Yeah, so I love you guys again. Thanks for being patient with me for these two weeks off. Um, I'm excited for next week's episode and the next couple of weeks. We got a lot of good stuff planned, so. I will see you guys soon. Stay sus skeptics. Bye. Mwah.